This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 13th of September. What was it that made us get out of bed this morning? Maybe it was one of the children in need of attention, the need to go to work, or someone who's deeply depending on me. Whatever the reason, it is part of the more fundamental question of what do I live for? Is it my family, my husband, my wife, my parish? Or maybe I live for my hobby or some addiction that dominates my life. What do I live for? By answering this question honestly, we define the frame of reference in which we exist. Hopefully, we do all have something which makes us want to get out of bed in the morning. For me, it's the thought of the parish, which is my life, my family, my passion. Sometimes we get up and face life with a greater or lesser degree of enthusiasm, but the important question we have to ask ourselves is, what is it I live for? There is one small vital phrase in the letter of St Paul to the Romans which I want to pick up on and which gives us an authentic answer. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord, so that alive or dead, we belong to the Lord. We're still hearing appalling reports about how slavery still exists covertly in our country and all the outrage that this rightly provokes. Yet St Paul in his letters often speaks about being a slave of Jesus Christ. Indeed, he often uses this as a greeting in his letters from Paul, servant of Jesus Christ. And those who read him and heard him knew precisely what slavery meant. We might speak abstractly or joke about being a slave, but they knew how what it meant being the property of another. St Paul says that this is what belonging to Christ means, doing the bidding of another. My life is not my own. Another way he puts it is, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And again, we are not our own. We have been bought and paid for. Throughout the world, still in many primitive cultures, there exists initiation ceremonies that are designed to remind young people of some essential truths of life, often by ripping them away from the comforts of home or often a scarification of some kind, a cutting or losing a tooth, which all sounds savage to us. But this forced confrontation with the powers of nature is done in order to help them to understand that, first of all, that life is hard. Secondly, you're not that important. Thirdly, you're not in control. Fourthly, that you're going to die. And finally, your life is not about you. Each one of these is of signal importance. When we are young, of course, as children, all our needs are taken care of, and that's how it should be. And we are led to believe that we are of enormous importance because everything centres around us. So a child naturally thinks that they're in control because when they cry or scream, they get what they want. The adults do the bidding. 
No child ever thinks that they're going to die. And as a result of every child of that thinks that life is about them. But life is not an ego drama, a me drama, but a theodrama, a God drama. And that is what St. Paul is telling us. During this last week, I've had the joy of receiving four adults into the church, the ceremony deferred from Easter. And the initiation rites that we celebrated reminded all of those people of the fact that life is not about us. The ultimate goal of all initiation ceremonies is an encounter with the power of God. They are a death to self. We can only live fully in the measure that we discover what God wants us to do. That's the goal of all human existence and spiritual maturity. Then we can realise in the fullest sense that life is not about me, but about God and God's purpose for me. That's why in the Bible, we often see people receive a new name whenever they discover their mission. Abram becomes Abraham, Jacob becomes Israel, Saul becomes Paul, because then and only then do they know truly who they are when they discovered their mission. Those adults received into the church also took new names to signal this change of their life, that they are now living a supernatural life, a life of Christ belonging to him. And it reminds us, none of us lives for himself. The second reading for today. That's the equivalent of saying that your life is not about you, It's about God and God's purpose for you. It's about being drawn out of your comfort zone, out of your safe space or bubble, or however we see safety and security, and into the adventurous space of God's life. Think of the great Christian adventures in the lives of the saints, like St. Paul or St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Teresa of Avila, right up to contemporaries in our present day. Or the great stories of Catholic fiction, like The Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, Monsignor Quixote. All those people had to risk and realise that their lives are not about them. What is it that takes me out of my comfort zone, spiritually speaking? Is it about having to speak about my faith when someone knows I'm a Catholic? Or participating in some overtly Christian act? or giving someone a piece of Catholic literature, maybe introducing them to a Catholic event. St Paul goes on, and no one dies for himself. We've seen many campaigns down the years to legalise things like euthanasia or assisted dying. And I remember on one occasion seeing a big placard that said, my life, my death, my choice. Well, that's modernity in a nutshell. There's your perpetual cultural adolescence in a nutshell. What St Paul is telling us in point of fact is that it's not your life, it's not your death, and it's not your choice. Why? Because he stresses, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And I can't think of a starker display of the difference between a modern and a biblical perspective than that. And that is the voice and the language of a spiritual grown-up. Mary personifies in her very being this way of living and dying for the Lord. 
with her example and constant help, we can struggle to live as she shows us. Let us pray. Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the workings of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.